Hey, it's Rick Kettner here. Let's tackle five common excuses that prevent people from enjoying the many benefits of productive reading. Here's the list that we're gonna be covering in this episode. Number one, I don't have time to read books. Number two, I prefer podcasts, videos, or articles. Number three, the ideas in books are old or outdated. Number four, I don't know of any good books to read. And number five, I've tried reading, but it's just not for me. So if one or more of these reasons have prevented you from establishing a daily reading habit, we're gonna tackle them one by one so you can decide whether or not they truly apply to you. And if you know anybody else that might benefit from reviewing this list, please consider sharing it with them so they can check it out as well. Let's dive straight into reason number one. I don't have time to read books. This is one of the most common explanations, and it makes some sense because people today are busier than ever. They've got all kinds of things going on, they're stressed, they're overwhelmed, and the idea of adding one more thing to their schedule with a daily reading habit might seem like it's impossible. Even if it could benefit them in some way, it just doesn't fit, they don't have enough time. But what this perspective really lacks is the understanding that reading a relevant and helpful book that ties into something that you're setting out to achieve can actually save you a significant amount of time. Even a single powerful insight from a very relevant book can literally save you weeks or even months of frustration and all of the time and the energy and other resources that go along with pursuing something in an ineffective way. So I think it's worth noting that as human beings, we waste a lot of time trying to learn or discover or solve things that other people have already solved for us. And relevant books can allow us to benefit from the knowledge and the experience of other people. So not only can we achieve the same outcome faster, but in many cases, we can actually end up with a superior result because books will often include insights and ideas that we might never have discovered on our own. So even though we're busier than ever today, I would make the argument that developing a daily reading habit will actually save you a significant amount of time because great and relevant books will help you avoid wasting a lot of time and energy relearning or rediscovering what others have already solved. Let's continue on to reason number two. I prefer podcasts, videos, or articles. Perhaps you like the idea of learning from others, but you simply don't think that books are the right tool for you to do that most effectively. A lot of people today seem to favor formats like videos and articles and podcasts with the idea that they're a little bit more casual, they're shorter, they're more convenient. And so many people seem to believe that these are the future of education and that if you wanna keep up with things today, that these formats are the best way that we can learn and get a deeper understanding of new trends and new ideas out in the world. Unfortunately, these alternatives really fail when it comes to deep knowledge and most important of all, retention. So just because something is convenient doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. And in many ways, I would argue that these alternative approaches, while they certainly can be helpful in certain situations, they're the fast food of education. 
They can be convenient in a moment, but if we're really looking for deep value, they're not the ideal approach. Here's a very relevant quote from billionaire Elon Musk. It is important to view knowledge as a tree. Make sure you understand the fundamental principles before you get into the leaves or there is nothing for them to hang on to. A great book allows the reader to establish a mental scaffolding around an idea so they have a better lay of the land and they understand how different pieces of information all connect together to form a more complete picture. And so if retention is important and if you want to have a deeper understanding of not only interesting ideas but how they relate to a larger world, reading a book is one of the most effective ways to gain a deeper understanding of a topic. And by reading a relevant book, this actually enhances our ability to take in additional information using some of these alternative formats. So after you've read a really great book on a subject and you've established context and you have a better understanding of that idea, well, after that, going and watching videos or reading articles or listening to podcasts can allow you to build on that solid foundation and take your understanding of the subject a little bit further. Let's continue on to reason number three. The ideas in books are old or outdated. The world is moving faster than ever, and so some potential readers out there might be concerned that by the time something is put in a book and that book is published and it's made available to readers around the world, sometimes in bookstores, by the time this whole process is completed, the information may no longer be useful, or at very least, it might be less relevant to the changing times. And of course, there is some truth to this. There are industries that are very fast moving and sometimes there is cutting edge information that simply cannot be found in a book. However, as a general principle in life, as a general rule, it's far more useful to focus on the things that don't change. The timeless insights that can be applied in many different situations. The basics, the things that we really need to master if we want to have success, even in a potentially changing or evolving market. And so one of the advantages of books is that, generally speaking, they tend to focus on the timeless lessons, the things that are as relevant today as they were years ago or even in some cases decades ago. Books tend to focus on the things that are going to be relevant today and well into the future. And again, generally speaking, it's these kinds of timeless insights that have the greatest overall impact when it comes to achieving the things that are most important to you. Let's continue on to reason number four. I don't know of any good books to read. Many people like the idea of reading, but so far, they haven't come across a book that they're excited to read. Maybe they've browsed their local bookstore, or maybe they've had recommendations come in from friends and family, but so far, of all the books that they've encountered, they're not really excited to read any of them. And the core issue here tends to be that this approach focuses on trying to find a great book when what we really should be focusing on is identifying a topic or theme worth exploring. Now, I have a separate episode that really focuses in on how to choose a really great book, but the short version is just two very simple steps. Number one, start by identifying a clear challenge 
or opportunity that you're excited to take on. Whether it's in your business life or your personal life, what is a challenge or opportunity that if you were to see meaningful and rapid progress in that area, that would be an exciting result for you. Start by identifying that topic or that theme, and then step number two is to find relevant books that are recommended by other people that have already achieved what it is that you're setting out to achieve. Either they've already achieved that final result, or at very least, they're further along the path than you are, and they can offer up a relevant recommendation of a book that can help you make progress. This approach is very important because at the end of the day, if you find the right book, you're gonna be far more excited to read it. You're gonna be much more interested in the topic. And as a nice benefit here, when you choose a book that is highly relevant to a challenge or an opportunity that is important to you, you're gonna have an immediate opportunity to apply everything that you're reading. And this tends to help with long-term retention. Let's continue on to the fifth and final reason. I've tried reading, but it's just not for me. Some people have made a real effort to get into reading, but for one reason or another, it's just not for them. And in some cases, this might come down to what we talked about with reason number four, where they just haven't identified the right book, but this isn't always the case. Some people like the idea of reading, they even have identified a book that they'd be excited to read, but, they simply do not enjoy the experience of sitting down and reading long-form text-based content. And so if this is you for any reason, there is fortunately a very strong alternative option, and that would be audiobooks. You get access to the same great content, but in a much more convenient and flexible format because there's a professional narrator that reads the exact same content to you in audio form and you can listen to it in multiple speeds. And not only is it more convenient, but it also makes it far easier to fit reading into a busy schedule. Now, if you've tried audiobooks in the past and you didn't enjoy the experience, I have two very important tips that can make the experience much better. Number one, find something physical to do while listening to an audiobook. You don't wanna just sit on the couch with a pair of headphones on listening to a book. It's very important that you engage your body in some kind of physical activity to avoid having your brain wander or falling into distraction. So for example, going for a walk or driving a safe and familiar route or doing chores around the house. And the idea here is you wanna be engaged in a relatively mindless physical activity so that your brain can be entirely focused on the content and you can find that happy balance where you're engaged enough in some kind of physical activity that you avoid getting distracted or having your mind wander. Number two, find the right place playback speed for you, depending on the complexity of the book that you're going through, and of course, the default speed of the narrator, you might find it advantageous to either increase or decrease the speed of the audiobook. And the goal here is to find that perfect balance where the book speed is not too fast, not too slow, but your brain can just lock in on the content and be entirely consumed by what the narrator is saying rather than having it be at a speed where your mind starts to wander or you start to lose track of what's being said and suddenly you're not really in a flow state anymore. So when you combine these two 
tips. You really wanna have something physical that you're doing and you wanna find that perfect speed so that you can fall into a state of flow where you're just enjoying the content of the book without distraction. Anyway, that's it for this list. If you are interested in getting into reading, then I recommend that you check out my follow-up episode on how to start a daily reading habit. It covers three practical tips for not only how to start a habit, but also how to maintain it over time. And if you're interested in reading about business-related topics like entrepreneurship, digital marketing, business strategy, product management, or even leadership, I do have dedicated reading lists that cover my favorite books on those topics and several others. And you can find links to those in the description box down below. But that's it for this episode. If you have any questions or comments about anything that we covered here, let me know down in the comment section. And if you're interested in more content like this in the future, I recommend that you subscribe or follow my updates on social media. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future.